faces, worn out places, worn out faces. Hey everybody, and welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm joined once again by a very special guest, my beautiful wife, Diana Perry Cruz. Hi, Diana. Hello. How are you doing? Okay, how are you? I'm fine. So we talked last episode that we just had a baby, so you are relatively recovered. Yeah. Enough to do this show? Sure. <laughs> okay. So if we stop in the middle, the baby is crying or needs food or one of the other kids is crying or something is happening. So uh, we'll try to wrap this one up kind of quick. Uh, now, this episode is another kind of a theme episode. I have a couple guests. Surprise, surprise. We have a couple guests lined up who are, are desperate to be on the show. Uh, but before we were able to schedule that, I was... That wasn't me. It wasn't. No, well, you're, you're a special guest. You're a special, special guest. But before we were able to schedule any of that, I was reminded of a song, and that song is Mad World, uh, originally by the British band Tears for Fears, but the song we're going to talk about today is the cover version by uh, Michael Andrews and, well, not by, but sung by Michael Andrews and Gary Jules, most famously on the 2001 Donnie Darko soundtrack. If you've seen that movie, you saw that movie, right, Diana? Yeah, there's a bunny in it. Yeah, with the creepy bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and Jake Gyllenhaal. And Jake, creepy Jake Gyllenhaal and, and a creepy hoodie. bunny. And his hoodie. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. And uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is in that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, weird movie. And it was. Who's, who is Gary Jules? Gary Jules is a singer songwriter. But I think he's best known for the cover of this oh, song. Oh, he's known yes. for this one. Yeah, this, okay. it's an old song. It's from the '80s original. It's Tears for Fears yep. song. Shout, shout! Everybody wants to yep. rule the world. And at the end of Donnie Darko, this version of Mad World plays at the end. It's very, very notable for its just very minimalist style. It's mostly piano, a couple uh, instruments, maybe like a viola cello, I think, in the background, but very minimalist style. And uh, one of the reasons that I thought of this song was one of my other hobbies, other than talking about music uh, for the internet, is video games. And... There's going to be a re-release of the classic Gears of War, originally on the Xbox. Do you remember that? Oh, you, yeah. you know that. You of know course. that one, right? Do you, do you want to give us a quote from Gears of War, Diana? <laughs> we have not yet begun to fight. <laughs> do you have any others in you? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. So that game got played. That game got played a lot. Um <laughs> And one of the things that Gears of War was noticeable for was its launch trailer. And to celebrate the re-release of the game on the new Xbox, on the Xbox One, um, they actually put out another trailer with this song, and it reminded me of this song. Uh, We'll get back to sort of the different ways this song's been in media in a little while, but first I want to make sure we talk about the song itself, Mad World, specifically this cover. So, uh, Diana, what do you think about when you hear this song, this version's... Um, it's very sad. It sounds very sad. It sounds very sad. <laughs> okay. I know uh, when I was listening to it originally, I did a little bit of research on the original song, and it was supposed to be about depression. And I think it's actually, looking at the lyrics, hearing the song, not just the, the tempo, which certainly is a sad, 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 slow tempo, but the lyrics themselves really do paint that paint that picture kind of the idea of somebody who's just sitting around and their life is pointless 
Nothing's going to bring them joy. Everything's just, everything's worn out faces, worn out places. And there's no sense things are going to get better. So there, mm-hmm. there's some lyrics about the children and they're waiting for their birthday. Yeah. Uh, it sort of speaks to the idea of like, you know, children waiting for exciting things to happen. Um, almost like this guy's some sort of a, you know, jerk who's like visiting children at their parties. You go, life sucks after this, kids. Nothing special about today. Yeah. Which is, you know, one of our hobbies, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The sense, the refrain really, really reads into that depression. I don't know for any of you listeners if you've ever have have been depressed or recovering from depression. It, you know, certainly we we also besides being behavior analysts have undergraduate degrees in psychology, so we, we talk with a little knowledge of of the subject. But there's that sense of everything sucks. It's never going to get better, and nobody gets it. And you really hear that in that refrain. I find it hard to tell you. Uh, I find it kind of yeah, I find it hard to tell you because no one's going to listen. And then the sense of the dreams where you're dying, so the, mm-hmm. the dreams where you have these these horrible things, those almost suicidal thoughts, are the best ones. You know, that's the only way out for this this singer, which is is super depressing. I mean, I, I think I always knew it was a sad song. Yeah. Uh, certainly, when it's played, it has like a sad sad meaning. But you know, the the lyrics are really yeah are really dark yeah really dark in that. Um, so, Dinah, what kind of what are your what are your thoughts on the lyrics themselves? I know you're you're the, you're a lyrics person. Um, I don't. Well, I think what I was just thinking about as you were saying that is, you know, when you're, uh, I remember in like middle school, everyone would say, oh, if you have a dream where you are dreaming that you're gonna die, that you will wake up, and if you don't wake up, then you actually will die. Did, did that go around your school? Oh yeah, that's like the Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> is that rules. what it's from? Uh, I don't know if that's... I mean, th- that was in the movie, you know, if, if Freddy Krueger killed you in your dreams, you'd be dead in real life. Oh, okay. And that was an 80s movie, so it, it's possible. Okay. Well, maybe so, but that was what I was thinking about at yeah. this particular moment in time. <laughs> was that... Because that was kind of, When I heard dream, dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had, that also, like, made me think of that mm. instead, because those are exciting dreams. Ex- really? You find those dreams exciting? Well, they're exciting. They... In the sense that they wake you up. Oh, like or... a, like like exciting a molecule, not exciting yeah. like ooh a roller coaster. No, no. Oh. <laughs> and uh, just before anyone corrects me, it was not Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry. No, it's not your fault. I screwed it up. That's my screw up. All right. So, how about the mu- what? What about the music? Do you, but there's not a lot of of music to this song. Nope. Sounds very cold and uh, dreary. I like I like that that impression of it as cold, cold yeah. and dreary because it really is tinkly piano, like seven notes, ding 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 yeah. ding 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 ding. Uh, I, I I love how it's so little of it, and even when you have the piano, it's sort of that repeated motif, and it's always going down. So it's sort of like the person's depression. It starts mm-hmm. high, ding, and it kind of steps down and down. Like the song itself is getting sadder every time it has to keep has to yeah. keep going. Oh, God. Oh, no, I'm sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Oh, well, we're going to bed soon, so maybe we'll have dreams in which you're dying. (laughs) Great. They'll be the best we ever had. But back to the lyrics, I think Mm -hmm. that it is, uh, I think that they're, you know, fairly sparse lyrics, which also kind of fits with the overall theme of the song Mm -hmm. and can really contribute to the kind of the feeling that you get from the song. They're not, he's not trying to use a lot of flowery language and imagery. He's really just sort of stating... How he feels. Mm-hmm. I think 
I don't know if you said minimalist or spar- sparse. Yeah. And then you said sparse. I, I think it's funny that such a song would really have be, been such such an ubiquitous song for, for a period of time when it's really about depressing subject matter, mm-hmm. sad, sad lyrics. There's not much to the melody. It's very pretty. You know, it's, yeah. it's very, you know, like, it's like a sweet, sweet destruction. It's just, it's something just sad about the whole thing, but there's a beauty even in that sadness. There's something, yeah, something yeah, really is. nice it's very to beautiful. Yeah. Something nice to have. And uh, I I don't know. Why do you think it was such a popular song? I mean, it certainly was. Was the Tears for Fears version popular? I don't. It, I mean, it, it was relatively popular. I mean, Tears for Fears was somewhat somewhat of a, of a band. Someone in like kind of the new wave band. Oh, definitely. I know. But uh, so I think they did have. I mean, they had some hits. I don't remember. I just don't that this know was the big, that I've big one. heard this version. Their version of this song. I, I think I looked it up afterwards, and we'll have it on the website, you know, for people to compare the two of them. Uh, but, no, I mean, this is the song. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know this is not, the, oh, it's a Gary Jules song. That was his what one hit, is. right? And you're like, well, <laughs> eh, it wasn't really his song. He didn't write so that what song. what was it? Um... This, this cover was yeah. 2001. Okay, yeah. 2001. But I feel like after that, it was it was everywhere. Uh, just look, kind of looking it up quickly, it was on... The OC, it was on Smallville, it was on House, it was on CSI. So, like, okay. really huge shows mm-hmm. for that that time period. Just, you heard it everywhere. And certainly the end of Donnie Darko, which, spoiler alert, everyone, cover your ears if you don't want to hear how Donnie Darko ends. You've had 14 years to watch it. <laughs> but at the end of the, the movie, Donnie Darko is crushed by an airplane engine that falls from the sky and lands on him. And, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the slow motion. You're watching, you know, his mom... Uh, oh God! What is that actress's name? She was the president of Battlestar Galactica. She's Mary Mary McDonald, I think it's Mary McDonald. She's out, kind of just looking shocked. There's like a neighbor kid sort of biking by and looking, and they wave at each other. You know, the the police are there, the firemen are there, the Carton Donnie's body out, and this song is playing in the background. And it was really just a great way to end the movie. I, I enjoyed that movie. I think I probably doesn't hold up as well as I would think it might, but. It was just really kind of a, a sweet ending. And that actually had been a Tears for Fears song much earlier in the movie. It had been one of their more up-tempo songs, Head Over Heels. And to sort of end it with another one of their songs, not sung by them, was an interesting choice. And then also just the content. It really just drilled home the sadness of the scene in a way that you know, music, you know, well-chosen music in a movie just can, yeah. just can do that. I don't remember the shows that this was mentioned on, so it's hard for me to talk about how they used it on those shows. Mm-hmm. But I know, uh, going back to the Gears of War trailer, I remember I didn't own an Xbox uh, 360 at the time, but I'd seen some trailers for the game. And mostly you'd seen, like, oh, wow, the guy can, like, run and then, like, hide under a wall and shoot his gun over a wall and his gun's got a chainsaw on it, which, you know, kind of dude bro crap. But when I saw this trailer... So it's just, you know, I'll yes. have it up on the on the site, but it's got this song playing in the background. It's got the main character sort of just running around these broken down, broken down uh, city. And then he jumps into a window because there's monsters coming to get him and it's pitch black. And then you see the lights, all these little like firefly almost lights. And they're the eyes of all the creepy underground creatures that are going to come. And it's like, this giant monster there and he's shooting at it. And again, if you just sort of saw that, like at a demo, like, look at this cool game. It just, oh, yeah, look at that game. They're shooting and stuff. But the fact that they chose this song to underscore the whole thing, it just added. So I was like, what is this world they've created? It just made it seem like 
this game is tragic. So even though all it's about is just shooting monsters, there's like a sadness to it. There must be more to this game. And I think it was but one it's of... also saying that there's not to me. <laughs> how so? Well, I'm uh, sorry. How so? What do, you, what do you mean? Because, like, I mean, your example from Donnie Darko and your example from here, and my chances are probably the way it was used in those other movies is very nihilistic. Like, nothing really matters at the end of the day, right? Well, that's kind of the point of that game, too. I mean, you, you, I mean, you saw yeah, me play I that did. game enough. I watched a lot of that game. That was a very downer game. But that's the point. So, to me, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they created this world, but the world is nihilistic mm-hmm. in and of itself. Like, mm-hmm. this war is meaningless. All the lives of these characters are meaningless. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, life goes on. Mm-hmm. The world goes on when life does not. Well, and the, well, that's how the trailer ends, with the giant, just, just insurmountable odds facing the character and the monster sort of coming down to, you know, eat him. Mm-hmm. Or smoosh him or whatever it's, whatever it's going to do. And... So, so I, I think the song was chosen very cleverly. Yeah. And for something that, you know, video games didn't have a lot of trailers like that. They'd have silly ads, but I think that's the first trailer I remember seeing where they weren't using the game soundtrack. They weren't just showing you a movie from the game. Like, they created something specifically to tease this game, and they used this song, which I think had real had a real zeitgeist around it at the time. And, and Yeah, no, it's a really cool trailer. But yeah. I feel like when you end up making that point... What's the point that they are trying to make of why you should actually play the game? Well, I think they're looking at... Well, I think most people were coming at it from this game looks cool because you shoot crap and your gun's got a chainsaw. (laughs) But the fact that they went to the trouble of adding that level of thought and just the sadness to it by picking that song, by having the trailer shot the way it was, really was speaking towards a you know what i know you think this game's just about killing things but there's going to be so much more there's going to be more meaning there's going to be more but the meaning is that there's no meaning well not no meaning it's just it's a it's like a downward spiral like yeah. insurmountable odds i mean that's what most video games are about it's you versus a ton of stuff and you're eventually going to lose but you got to go as long as you can i mean that's that's why video games were invented i mean and you could say it like well they were just invented because you know, they want you to die quickly so you can put another quarter in the machine. Got to remember those days. Uh, you know, we'll put, a, put a little bit more in the machine or try again or pay more money to try again. I mean, that's all cell phone games are these days. If, if you want to think about it cynically or real world, that's what it is. But there's also an art to any sort of creation. And in a case like that, even though it's, it's sad and, oh, it's all going to be despair and sadness, you know, you're kind of thinking on two levels. One, this is going to be a game. I'm going to have a fun yeah, time with and it. There's a story to the game, right? Yes. Yes. There's like there's your buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anyone's name. Your buddy Dom. Your buddy doesn't make it. You have one buddy doesn't make it. Spoilers for Gears of War oh, three. Sorry. Everybody, sorry. <laughs> the game is like eight years old. It's old enough that they're releasing <laughs> them all again. So yeah. <laughs> I remember another another line is, now they begin to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I only do the queen. Yeah, I know. She was, she was your favorite. <laughs> your favorite. The bad guy. The evil queen. Well, I don't want to go too far off topic of the song. I, I think one of the reasons that I would say, why should this be our song, everyone's song, is that it adds so much to any part of your life. If you're feeling sad, I think the song captures the feeling. I think if you're not feeling sad, it adds a level of, of pathos to your life, to your otherwise mundane life, that you wouldn't have. And to prove that, I actually have... Uh, a little a little exercise to to show this to the listeners at home okay okay so 
what we're going to do is I, I wrote I wrote some scenes. I wrote some scenes for us to read. I'm going to play okay. the part of usually it'll say Rob and then you you, you play the part of Diana. Oh, okay. And we're just gonna, we're going to do the scenes you know, one at a time and we'll just kind of do the scenes first. We'll act them out. Then we're going to add Mad World in as our okay. background music. Okay. And and I'm curious. I'm going to listen. We're going to listen for the tears from the audience cuz my hypothesis is that when you add Mad World, it adds a level of depression and sadness to whatever is going on in in real life. Okay. okay. So let's do let's do one we're just going to do one just just straight. So this is just a, a typical typical conversation. Uh, you're going into your local bakery. Okay, so you open the door. Ring, ring. Little bell rings on the top. Oh, hi there. Hi there. I need 12 bagels. Ah, sorry. We're all out. Yeah, this happens. It sucks. It's kind of crummy. <laughs> it's probably Dunkin' Donuts down the, down the street. But what happens if we add in Gary Jules and Michael Andrews' Mad World in the background? Here we go. Oh, hi there. Hi there. I need 12 bagels. Sorry. We're all out. And scene. What is, I mean, man, I didn't you feel? You feel for your character? Yeah. There were no bagels. I know. God. Life. Life sucks. So that's I mean that that would that added something a richness that that I know if you'd written you, it as they're being out of the chai of cream cheese that would really have spoken. What if you put Mad World soundtrack with someone telling you they're out of chai of cream cheese? Yep, yeah, that would really do like it. Suicide for me. right there. It would be pretty bad. Right in the store. <laughs> All right, here's another one. In this next one, <laughs> I need a, I need a theme for the audience. So for this next one, we're at the doctor's office. So you're the you're the doctor. Well, Mr. Jones, everything is looking good on your tests. Whew, that's a relief. Your weight is a little high, so I'd cut back on any midnight snacking. Okay. Some some good advice from a doctor, you know, especially as people are getting older. You want to cut back on midnight snacking? Yes, yes. Sound, right? Yep. Nothing too special about it. But what if we add Mad World <laughs> to the background? Here we go. Ready? Well, Mr. Jones, everything is looking good on your tests. Whew, that's a relief. Your weight is a little high, so I cut back on any midnight snacking. Audience, you couldn't see, but my jaw dropped. <laughs> this poor guy, his midnight snacking curtailed forever <laughs> because he's getting old and he's going to die. Yeah, I didn't get that from the first three, but that second one. All right, we've got. I've got one more, one more to test out. Test out the old theory I've got going here. All right, so this next scene is two friends. And they're at a coffee shop, sitting around, just gabbing away. All right, so you, you play Diana, so you read that. Okay. I finally rented the Sixth Sense. Were you surprised when you found out Bruce Willis was really a ghost? What? No, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Okay, so yeah, whoops, spoilers, that happens sometimes. I mean, that movie's old, though, so what the hell? Well, this could have taken place in the past. It could have taken place in the past. So, I, you know, it depends on how you want to play your character. I was, I was playing it modern day. Oh, but, you know. I was playing it like 2002. Uh, well, well, then, yeah, but uh, that would be different. The context is very important, as, we, as we, we talk about on the show every week. So let's add in Mad World. Let, let's see how we feel about this simple exchange, simple misunderstanding between friends when you throw in, you throw in this, this somber tune. Okay, here we go. Tears are I finally rented the sixth sense. Were you surprised when you found out Bruce Willis was really a ghost? What? No, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. What a horrible human being. <laughs> that person, they ruined your life. Oh, my God. 
She probably should have watched the movie. Well, I don't. You, you, maybe, but you know, I can't. I can't believe it. That's horrible. <laughs> I mean, that friendship is broken forever. <laughs> There's no way to get back to it. See, but you add in Mad World. Yeah, you add in a lot of songs. I think they really can change change how your life is going. Man, you add in Mad World, and you're taking you're taking your sad moments, and you're just dropping them to the the nadir. Is that the that's a low low one? Or is Nadir the high, high one? I don't know. I don't know that word. Audience, right in. I know Acme. Acme. High point. Acme. Acme, like the the safe company. Yeah, like the anvil that you can buy yeah. if you're a roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh huh. That's the high point. Okay. So well, audience. Nadir is low point. Yeah, right in, so we can get ready for our our synonym opposites <laughs> podcast that we're we're working <laughs> working hard on. Well, unless anything else you want to say about about Mad World, Diana. Uh, no. I don't think so. No. It's, uh... I proved my it's, point. It's a good song. It's yeah. a nice song. I think I proved the, proved yeah. the point. That yeah. It just... It's an important song. You want to add it to your life. If anything sad's going on, make sure it's playing in the background so everyone knows. Yeah. Well, I definitely have a, a much deeper uh, appreciation for it now <laughs> that we've gone through all the that's, details. That's, that's, why, that's why the show exists. Yes. It's filling a hole that okay. the internet did not, did not provide for. Well... Diana, thank you so much for being here at the house. Uh, sure. not, not leaving when I asked you to, to podcast with me. Um, do you have any plugs? Any plugs for us this week? Um, no. Again, I, I don't, I don't have a Twitter. No. No. Okay. So no, I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So no plugs. Okay. No plugs. Sorry. <laughs> I could. That the baby's got a little plug there. He does. It's called a pacifier. Stick it, stick it in his face hole. He doesn't want it. He has no plugs. <laughs> he has no plugs on it. We put them on the table. We're all set. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, thanks so much for being here. If you like the show, or if you don't like the show, whatever, you should come visit our webpage anyway. We're cool. Uh, you can find us online at www.playingoursong.net. You can check out our Facebook fan page and like us on facebook.com slash playingoursong.net. You can check us out on Twitter at playing underscore our song for you know quick updates about songs we're hearing, what we're thinking about. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes at They're Playing Our Song. We're searchable. You can find us with an adorable picture. It's very exciting. The feed hasn't broken. I'm, I'm, I'm super proud about that. And if you like, please send us an, any email with thoughts, feedback, or if you'd like to be on the show or have a song you'd like to recommend, just email at rob at playingoursong.net. So we'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, remember, it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Bye, everyone. Bye. Yeah.